0: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. The newborn stage. It's also that time, that zero to six weeks or maybe eight weeks. Yeah. It's just, you're kind of like, who, I, who of am I? Yeah. Yeah, there really are. The <laughs> who things. am I? It's you're so in true. the trenches. It's
1: just, who am I? It's like, what is this thing on me?
0: Yeah. And you, your husband kind of looks at you weird. <laughs> yeah. He, He's like also he, wondering who you are. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true.
1: It's just weird.
0: Oy, <laughs>
1: you have that coming in the near future. I know. Hi, I'm Ariel Charnas, and this is In House, my podcast about all the happenings in my life, whether it's fashion, entrepreneurship, marriage, or mom life, you'll hear it all right here on In House. Hi, guys. Welcome back to In House with me, Ariel Charnas. Today, I'm excited to bring back a fellow mom and Something Navy team member, Megan Garlick. Back in November, Megan joined us to talk about how we choose the partners and collaborations for Something Navy. But besides being the Senior Vice President for Media Sales and Partnerships, she is also a proud mom to the beautiful Colette with one more coming soon. Actually, very soon. With that in mind, I'm looking forward to talking with her about the joys as well as the challenges of motherhood, raising multiple children, and how a community helps mothers with the struggle of work-life balance. Join me in welcoming Megan back. Hi, Megan.
0: Hi, how are you?
1: Good, but the real question is, how are you <laughs> doing a week or having a baby in a week?
0: I'm good. I actually had my final doctor's appointment this morning, which is surreal. Oh my god! Um, they're like, let's schedule your six week postpartum appointment. I'm like, oh, that's, that's so, so weird. Crazy. It's weird how much so life will change weird. from now until then.
1: I know. I can't even believe it. That last doctor appointment, like, that's. I feel like when it really kicks in, you're like, oh, like, okay, it's happening now.
0: Yeah, and it's just, it's, it's so weird. The protocols now, they're, they're like. So on Tuesday, you have to go and get your COVID swab and, oh. you know, we won't even take you in until we've gotten your results. So it's just it's a, it's another kind of layer of pressure and nervousness. But does know. a
1: part of you feel like you're going to miss like all the, like I know at this point you want this baby out. But like, do you ever like I feel like whenever my, I'm at my last appointment, I'm kind of like, oh, my God, I'm I'm ending this chapter now.
0: Yes, as much as I can't wait to get my body back and, you know, feel like my own woman again. And I feel like we've talked about this before, but the safety of having the baby inside you, it's like you feel like you can really protect them. And then once they're out, they're just, it's up, up them against the world. It's all loose. Yep. So yes, part of me will definitely miss it. And I also just like the pregnancy excuse, you know, you can use it. Yeah. For anything. a lot social interaction. Yeah. It's nice.
1: I feel like you don't do that though. Like I feel like you're you go out of your way to always make sure you're a part of everything.
0: Well, (laughs) I'm a big excuse giver. I'm a big excuse giver with my husband. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. So that works for that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: Okay. So let's start off from the beginning. Did you always know you wanted to be a mom or were you unsure in the beginning?
0: Yes. I always knew I wanted to be a mom. Um, I feel like growing up, all I did was play with dolls and act like they were my own babies. And I've always been told I have a very maternal side to me. What was the second part of the question? <laughs> you have such pregnancy so this brain. This is my pregnancy brain. I'm like, I can't even talk.
1: Did you always know like that you wanted to be a mom or were you unsure in the beginning when you like were first? I guess you didn't really try, right? You were pregnant
0: at your wedding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we she were... <laughs> has a different situation. So my husband and I got married in New York officially um, in September of 2019 and then our wedding was in early November in France. Um, so we kind of just didn't care in between September and November because we both knew we wanted to have kids. And we've been so fortunate that we sort of by, by accident got pregnant. I hate when people say right. that, but it's, it's kind of the truth with, with that situation. Right. Um, and I found out actually the day before my wedding, which was crazy, but. Um, both my husband and I have always wanted to be parents. He comes, he's actually an only child. So he really wants a, a big family and I come from a pretty big family. So it was, it was kind of the best way to walk down the aisle.
1: That's so wild. I can't imagine being pregnant at my wedding. Like you didn't drink.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, eh, a little bit. like, my sister-in-law said it's fine. They're like, most people don't know by now. <laughs>
1: That's true. That's actually true. When you first became a mom, did you have any preconceived notions of what it would be like? And did the reality of it, Match that? Or was it like very different from what you expected?
0: So I thought that my world was going to change so tremendously, and I don't feel like it has because, and you know, this going from your 20s to your 30s, you just, your life stage changes. You're not going out, you're married, you have just a slower lifestyle. And I feel like it, it corresponds really well with having kids. Right. The other thing is, we're both working moms. So our actual nine to five is not that different. It's more the weekends and outside of work and, making sure you're investing time with them. Then I think, I think being a stay at home mom is probably the hardest job in the world. And because I'm not one, it hasn't changed my life that much, I would say, but, but one to two, I'm sure will be insane. I feel like, I feel like it
1: didn't, I mean, it changed my life, but I feel like it, I'm just a completely different person since becoming a mother. Like, I don't even remember my old me. I don't remember my life before my kids.
0: I don't know what I would do with myself if I didn't have kids on the weekend and stuff.
1: I literally say that to Brandon. I'm like, what did I worry about? (laughs) Like compared to like all I worry about now is like, and it's no, that's, that's false. I worry 24 seven now. And when I think back to like pre kids, like when I think about what I worried about then I it's, I wish I appreciated it more, you know, know. because it was so relaxing for me compared to now.
0: I know. I mean, and for you, you have three kids. Do you feel like... When did that ha- I don't even know when that happened. I know. It's, it's I really don't crazy. Understand.
1: I feel like it... Ha- and I, I hate when people say it to me, but I feel like it happened so fast. It gives me so much anxiety that like, I'm done. You know, yeah. like I'm done. No, I'm not. I know the, what you're going to say, which most people say to me. Are you sure? Maybe for... Like, I know <laughs> I finally have that feeling that I'm like very content and... I'm ready to move on from that chapter of my life. But like, I can't believe
0: it already happened. Do you know what I mean? I know. know. Have you already, you know, closed up all the baby bottles and like put that in a storage box? I know. Or do you, are you going to give it away? Like what are you going to do with all that?
1: Everything. So everything, because my sisters are having boys, I like don't really know what to do with the girl clothing, but everything that I've like starting, I'm starting to get rid of that. Like I've, I'm not using ever again. Like, yes. Like certain bottles and uh like onesies from zero to three months and diapers at certain sizes like I'm putting that all um in Nancy's basement for my sister for Danielle it's so crazy because like why and like yeah. the stroller that she doesn't fit in anymore like I'm like
0: yeah it takes up space it takes but up space sad. especially <laughs> in the
1: city but it's sad yeah like I'm gonna miss it but also I'm like I don't know I'm like enjoying like I don't know I'm, I'm enjoying it it right feels now. right yeah
0: to be done
1: it does. So did anything surprise you about being a mother? Like what
0: surprised you most? This actually, something you told me is oh exactly how I feel. And it surprised me most. I remember you had said, I don't even know if you said this to me or if it was before I knew you, but you said that motherhood is so intuitive. Like you never read any books. You just, it just kind of mm-hmm. comes to you. And I completely agree. I didn't read any books. I was so surprised with how well you just learned your baby and no one yeah. else can tell. Can really give you the best advice because they don't know your baby's habits, how they sleep, what whining looks like to them. So, to me, that was the most pleasant surprise. Is truly just your maternal instincts kick in, and yeah, um, and it's it's been a pleasant surprise.
1: I did I did say that to you because I say it to everyone. Like when people say, "What's your number one piece of advice going into motherhood?" and it's like, I don't listen to any other mother. Just know that like your body just somehow figures it out like your mind figures it out and you just become a mother and you you make it work like i had never t- changed a diaper i've never held a baby before i had ruby i,
0: know, so I had no
1: clue what i was going into
0: no clue no idea i think i changed maybe two diapers
1: <laughs> yeah no but then like i out of nowhere i just like i was just doing it
0: yeah same thing with the husbands too i mean i'm sure brandon was like this but peter had never held a baby I mean, same with Brandon. He, he didn't even know what a burp cloth was. Yeah, it, I mean, I didn't either. <laughs> so.
1: We all just kind of figured it out. So if you had to describe like three words to describe motherhood, what would you
0: say? Or natural or intuitive, selfless and fulfilling. That's good.
1: Those are good ones.
0: It's strangely fulfilling at all times of the day.
1: Yep. What would you say? Rewarding. I mean, I feel like it's the hardest job in the entire world. So like, When I'm, you know, having the worst day with them ever, like getting into bed that night, I'm like, fucking did it. Yeah. God, I'm good. Like that's (laughs) what goes through my head. God, Um, I'm good. God, I'm good. But also it's a roller coaster, you know, it's like sometimes I'm like, oh my God, do not let one of them walk into my room right now. I will go nuts. And then like I'm in bed and I'm like, I want to go into their bed and just like hug them and kiss them and eat them alive.
0: I know. It's weird.
1: It's very like confusing. (laughs) It's like, it's so crazy. Whenever
0: I put Colette down, I'm like, wait, now what do I do? I know. I I miss you. I know. It's like,
1: yeah, it's, I'm the exact same way. Passionate, like the way that I, like both sides of the spectrum are so intense, you know, like when I'm irritated and when I'm angry and, and when I'm in love and obsessed, it's just, it's so intense and overwhelming.
0: Yeah.
1: And then just, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all just, amazing chaos and I love it. I love being it really busy. Is.
0: I love the the chaos of it all too.
1: Me too. I think it's a, you kind of learn to love it. Yeah. It, that's my favorite part. So you're about to give birth to your second child. Yes. <laughs> do you, do you have any anxiety about having to be a mom to two kids?
0: Yes. I would say I'm most, um, most of my anxiety is rooted in the fact that my children will be 18 months apart. So Colette is still really a baby. I mean, she's a toddler, yeah. but she's really a baby. She has no idea what's coming. And then also having a boy, I've I'm a girly girl. I yeah, having a girl was so natural for me. And I've heard that. I mean, this is you know kind of gender stereotyping a little bit, but right. boys have a lot more energy. They're drawing on their walls. They never sit still, and you have to really embrace the chaos even more. Like your house is going to be messier they're going to tug at the christmas ornaments like they're just all over the place. So, I'm i it's going to be hard for me to really c- control from that perspective.
1: It's so interesting that you say like boy versus girl because to me like I guess now having 3 kids it's more of like the the order. Like to me the second child whether it's a boy or a girl is always like the more calm like chiller child yeah. in my opinion. Like everyone I know, like their second child is exactly that. Yeah. So like even with a boy, like my sister-in-law has a boy for her second child, but her for her first child is a girl and she's like super social and outgoing and busy. And like, I mean, he's like very busy too, but he seems like he's easier. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's interesting. So I'm curious if it's like a boy girl thing or if it's like
0: the order. Yeah, that's a good point. We'll see.
1: I was going to say like a lot of people always ask me. If I have advice from going from one to two. That's
0: what I was just about to ask you.
1: <laughs> like I said earlier, it's like they're really, it's hard to to give advice on it. I don't think that there's any stage that's been easier or harder. I just think that it's letting go and adjusting to a new normal because it's not going to be the same regardless, right. obviously. So it's it's sort of just like letting go and knowing that, you know, both kids are great and just making sure you make time for each of them Privately, so like not always doing everything together, especially for a first, because like they've had this time alone with you. Yeah. 18 months, Colette's not going to remember, but like, you know, it is important to, I think, set aside like personal time with each kid when you can. Like, take one for ice cream and take another one to dinner the next day. You know what I mean? Just splitting that up occasionally.
0: Because I know Ruby is your sensitive Pisces. Do you feel like the transition from just Esme to You know, having both Esme and Navy, like, which one was harder for her? Because there's something, there's a sweet spot for your first child, sort of. I know. It's
1: a, they changed your life. They made you a mother. You know, it's, there's nothing like your first. It's a very specific and special bond. And it's so interesting because now having my kids, I look at my mom and Danielle. Yeah. And it's so interesting to think about, you know, that relationship because she was her first for four years but i think for ruby it was probably oh it was i guess it was harder with esme but it was also better with esme because she got a best friend yeah and they're a partner so in crime and they do everything together and like when we travel or we go in long car rides or we go for dinner like they're partners yeah. whether it's two girls two boys a boy and a girl it doesn't matter like they've they've got a partner now yeah and like I think that's the best thing that ever happened to her, but she does have to balance it with like mommy, mommy, daddy are not just for me anymore. You know? So I, I think it's, there's two sides to it, you know?
0: Yeah. And then with your third Navy's just like down for anything, right? Yeah. They're like,
1: (laughs) I mean, Esme does not pay attention to Navy at all. She has no interest in Navy. (laughs) So I I am a little worried about that, but Ruby is like crazy obsessed with Navy, like wants to help, wants to take care of her. I just hope that like, you know, with the third and their close relationship, that they're going to let her hang out with them and like be part of their, their strong bond.
0: They will. And she'll probably end up being the most independent, you know, just the youngest and right. probably right. learn things at an earlier age than most kids. And right. that's what you have to be worried about. Cause I was the youngest. It's like, I was the person who told the kids at school that Santa wasn't real or like <laughs> told them what She's sex like was. It's like more <laughs> blunt. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like you knew everything. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Okay. So you're just a week from bringing baby number two into the world. So we're going to turn the tables and you can ask me any mom questions you have on raising multiple children, especially those close in age. Although I feel like I have been talking about my experience in this conversation, but we could just make this more conversational. So
0: I would say, I would love to know what is the hardest age so far across all your three girls? or does it vary? Based, I mean, maybe it's obviously not even a year yet, but
1: I mean, it's hard to, it's hard because their personalities are all so different. But, oh, these ages right now are so good. I feel like I say that every year that they keep growing up. But five, Ruby's age right now, I mean, I guess she's gonna be six in two months, but sh- her age is amazing because she understands things now and you can, like, have real conversations with mm-hmm. her, which is really cool. It's, like, very, very cool. Like, I could yeah. talk to her about things. She's like, oh, who are you on the phone with? And I'm like saying who i'm on the phone with and she's like what are you guys talking about and i can say (laughs) what i'm talking about and she's like oh why did why did she say that like she's like very like she's she understands it's crazy
0: that means you also have to watch what you say in front of her i'm sure
1: (laughs) i have to watch everything everything that i say in front of her she's a sponge oh but you know what else is with five the problem is is like now that she understands so much and we can have conversations the understanding so much is also like not the best thing because like fears start to develop and anxiety start to develop and like just noticing things that like you wouldn't notice right. before that age you know right so that's like been a little hard
0: yeah cuz that stresses you out too it's like, oh yeah you don't want oh, her yeah. to have those stresses no. and fears and I'm like oh my god she's she's a real person now yeah. like that
1: scares me but i always like believe in really being very like open and and honest with the kids even though they're young i explain exactly what's going on yeah majority of the time I would say three is probably my favorite age. Just because they're still so like cute and still have like that baby fat and like they're still like a little chubby with their like chubby hands. And like they're still like cuddly and I don't know, they're like their voices and like, yeah, they're the still way like they a say baby words. Voice. It's so cute. She's still like to me, Asma is still like my one of my she's a baby. Yeah. And then obviously like Nate I mean seven months just like they're becoming people. So they're cute. like learning things and seeing things happening through their eyes is the best feeling in the entire world before seven months i don't know that i really like the newborn stage i know what you mean i think that's my least favorite because it's like what do you, they sleep and eat and it's like big whoop
0: you know? you know i've never said this out loud but you know when people on instagram say oh it's soaking up all the newborn cuddles
1: baby bliss yeah <laughs> i'm like why yeah. I'm like you. Literally,
0: sit there with like a tadpole on your chest. Yeah, and like, (laughs) like with
1: spit up, and like waiting for the burp, and like if you move, it's over. It's like a. To me, there's too much time to think, and it's just.
0: I mean, it is. It's amazing, but especially in the dark.
1: Oh yeah, especially in the dark. That's like for me as a parent, the worst part. Maybe some people like it. I hate putting my kids down to sleep. When they're oh, babies, like, because yeah. like I'm in the pitch black and I'm just giving the bottle. I have no hands for the, my phone, so I'm just sitting there with my thoughts. Yeah, agreed. It's and it's dark and it's just like not a. It's like a scary place and I don't like that. So I'm excited Completely to not have to agree. do that anymore.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. The newborn stage. It's also that time that zero to six weeks or maybe eight weeks. Yeah, it's just you're kind of like who I. A lot of who am I? Yeah, yeah. There really are. <laughs> who
1: am I? <laughs> It's You're so in tr- the trenches. It's just who am I? It's like what is this thing on me?
0: Yeah, and your your husband kind of looks at you weird. Yeah,
1: he, <laughs> he's like also he, wondering who
0: you are. Yeah, it's
1: so <laughs> true. It's
0: so true. It's just weird. I, it's, you have that coming in the near future. I know. I also wanted to ask. So, with Esme being your middle child, and I know you were obviously the middle child. Do you see a lot of similarities between you two? So much. So yeah. much.
1: She's she looks like Brandon and there's a lot of qualities of her, you know, that are very Brandon, like she's adventurous, like she has no fear. She's not worried about anything. She's just like more like chill. But she's more like me because she's very likes to do things by herself, Mm -hmm. very self-sufficient, very independent. I obviously I mean. I don't know if I was independent, but I liked to be alone a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I liked to play by myself and I like to stay home. And Esme is very much like that. She's a homebody. She likes to like be at home and she's, she doesn't like to be touched. Like she's not like she'll cuddle with me, but she doesn't like when you like go, you offer it. Does right. that make sense? She's, she's a true right. Gemini. Like she needs her space. Like she yeah, doesn't need, like heavy body. Space too. Yeah. Like <laughs> she doesn't like heavy body on her. Like yeah. sometimes, like when Brandon like will cuddle me in bed, and he like puts his hand over me, and it's like heavy. I'm like, can you just like get yeah, it like, warm. off? It's like war- <laughs> it's like move that, and like move over, and like she's the exact same way. Exactly, so same funny. Way. And Ruby's like you know climbs on Brandon, and just like hugs him and holds. him. Yeah, she's him,
0: like- so touchy feely and yeah, expressive. Yeah, she's very
1: affectionate. Like with me with Ruby, I'm like, can you just like. Brandon, can you just like (laughs) take her to your arms for now? Like I, I'm the same way as Esme in that, in that regard. But yeah, I do think the middle child is a very, we're similar.
0: Yeah. Okay. One more question for you. What would you say if you had any regrets or kind of a bad decision you made when you had two kids versus one? Like what would that, any learnings actually, that's a better way to put it. Any learnings from going from one to two that I can take?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know. I don't know if any other mother felt this way, and I hope I'm not, like, a weirdo right now saying this. But when it came to the second child when she was born, I would say the first year, I just had so much anxiety because I compared everything that she was doing to what Ruby had done. And things were maybe different, and I was like, oh, my God, something's wrong with her. Like, it's because I had a C-section. The first one was not. And, like, you know, she's not – She's throwing up her bot. Like she's not keeping the f- the milk down and I have to keep changing. There's something wrong with it. I just was always comparing my second to the first. And I don't know if I can really like say don't do that because it's – so it's. I think it's like a postpartum anxiety that just pops up. But that for me was just such a waste of time. Yeah. Because like it's something they control. are different. And they are different. You know, it doesn't mean something's wrong with her. They're just different. And I think you – are so used to, you know, obviously all you know is your first. So you just assume that like she's perfect and the second one has to follow in the same footsteps. So I wish I didn't put so much pressure on that all the time because it really made me like a little crazy. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's hard because with Esme, I had her during, you know, I was raising her during COVID. So I wasn't able to do as many things as I did with Ruby. Like we used to take Ruby out for breakfast every morning and we used to go right. and like do like so many outdoor activities with her, just us three. And I don't feel like Brandon and I ever really did a three sum with Esme, like doing, you know, going for dinner or I don't know, the park with just her. And sometimes I wish we had done those things with the second, but they don't know the difference. So right. I don't know if it actually means anything to her, more so just to me and Brandon.
0: I get that. I mean, because I feel like we we take Colette out a lot, and it just sounds like it's a lot harder it with the second because you're man to man defense, and it's yeah, it's a, it's a lot, it's a lot. But the second child also probably has more fun because they have someone older around to look up to, and they the just best. watch them. And
1: I feel like that's why, like I say, Navy is my easiest child because she's just so entertained. Like I don't need, <laughs> I, I honestly I haven't taken her to a class yet, and I feel like with Ruby and Esme, I took them at like four months. Yeah. You know, like I haven't done anything with her yet. And she's just like in heaven, just sitting and watching her sisters playing with their toys, you know, and they keep her busy.
0: That's good advice.
1: Megan, thank you for joining me again on the podcast. I am so excited for you and your family on this journey of welcoming a new baby. And I can't wait to meet him. And thank you to all the listeners out there for joining us. Reach out to us with any questions about the podcast or who you want us to bring on next. DM us on Instagram at Something Navy. See you next week. That's a wrap for today's episode of In House. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more thoughtful discussions and amazing guests. Make sure you follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. And of course, follow me at Ariel Charnis and at Something Navy. See you next week.